Uh, <clears throat> I am RPG Hour, um, and this is RPG Hour Interviews, and tonight I am interviewing... Oh, hi, it's me. I thought you were going to introduce me. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, I go by they, them, and she, her pronouns interchangeably. Uh, you can find me on all those socials at Serena Bezos. Uh, I'm on Roots Unknown with RPG Hour, and uh, I'm on a lot of other stuff that my braid i could do you want me to dive into it or do you we just like leave it at that like we'll dive into that in just a second um all right so right quick for those that aren't familiar rpg hour interviews actually started as a thing on the podcast side and we've kind of done it off and on for quite a while there's some that are still being edited uh because i had to wait for some audio to come in and then i had to I edited the audio and then forgot something. So anyways, I'm going to start doing some of these as streams. Why? Because I said I was going to stream every Wednesday and I realized there's no way on stream to set your calendar to say like every other. So I'm just going to do every Wednesday and I decided to fill it with interviews. Um, right now I'm going to try and interview all the people that are on the Twitch shows uh, and then do all of our podcasts and then start interviewing like randos in like the TTRPG like realm. Um, starting with mutuals and people that I kind of like. Um, <clears throat> so, you are a member of Routes Unknown. Mm-hmm. What brought you to RPG Hour and what about Routes Unknown grabbed you? I think I think we've been mutuals for a hot second on Twitter. And then you're like, hey, you join Discord. I was like... I don't join a Discord very long. I don't, really don't remember why I joined the Discord. I think I was just like, I don't join. No big deal. And then you were, then you brought up, I think we were talking about the season finale of Supernatural, which I won't give out spoilers because, you know, it's done and over with. I still won't say anything. But there were some disappointing queer things that happened within the season finale. And you were like, I want to make it better. I want to make a good monster gay show, pretty much. And um, thus, Roots Unknown became a thing. Right? I think that's how it happened. Uh, so there's a few little details left out. Basically, what happened is somebody in the server um, who has been a part of RPG Hour for a little while was like, what the crap is this shit? And I was like, well, it's not like we don't have a way to do something to, like, maybe do something better about it. And um, I want to say Crow was involved in this conversation. Crow did mention in the chat that it was a deep cut. The season finale chat is a deep cut. And here's the thing. I hadn't watched, uh, I haven't watched Supernatural in quite a while. So honestly, all I was going on was like, I like the show Haven. I like the show Freaky Links and I like Twin Peaks. Supernatural was kind of okay, but I was like, uh, but yeah, but what about queer stuff? Like, why is it all of a sudden? And then I looked up what happened and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know enough queer people that we can make something a little better. But, um, I, uh, I don't even remember how I started recruiting people. I think it was just, uh, trying to create it. But, um, so other than the fact that it's a queer monster show, uh, was there anything else that like really grabbed you about it? I think it's with you because I haven't played with you too much and I wanted to play more with you. So 
I just wanna I just wanna play games with my friends and that's that's about it. And I haven't played a lot with anybody else really in the server as well. So it was a good way for me to jump in and meet new peoples and play new games with new friends. Um, but also it's uh, I think just because I love playing games, I love sharing stories with people, especially like I said, new friends. So I just hey, I just wanted to join in. <laughs> So what is your character? So I guess the better way to phrase that is who is your character? Um, who is my character? Okay. Uh, I play Natalia Fuentes, uh, which is, uh, she's the crooked playbook. Uh, she is a quote unquote disaster child in the, in the best sense. <laughs> um, she is, a, she basically grew up in Hexwood. I think that's what happened. So yeah, the group in Hexwood, part of the football team. Uh, graduated, barely graduated, dropped out. I haven't figured out like where on the high school scale she is. I think she barely graduated, honestly. Um, decided to get into trucking, so became a truck driver, and um, you know, just always had a just a, a streak of uh, sticky fingers in her life. So like, uh, <laughs> she break into people's homes hot wire cars, you know, just, just things like that. Um, and once she got started getting into supernatural stuff, cause that happened, cause how else does someone crooked get wrapped into the Scooby-Doo gang pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she started, so she still, she still has us, you know, she still has her tendencies to like want to, you know, scratch the itch of uh, stealing, but uh, she she's doing good right now, as be as best as she can be. So she's back in Hexwood, hanging out with the crew. So, yeah. So, in regards to playing Powered by the Apocalypse uh, based games, um, Monster of the Week being the game that we chose. Uh, how prepared were you for Monster of the Week and or Powered by the Apocalypse as a whole? Oh, uh, very. I actually run a podcast called Powered by the Players, which is a Powered by Apocalypse actual play podcast where we play one-shots and mini-campaigns of all your favorite PPTA games with a rotating diverse cast. So I actually ran... Um, so I've only played Monster Hearts as a one... I'm not Monster Hearts. Monster of the Week as a one-shot before. Uh, and then I ran it for the podcast for a mini campaign. So I kind of I kind of knew what I was getting into. I just what I wanted to play whenever we jumped in. I was like, I have no idea what I want to play. I'll let everybody else choose, and then I'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> so, yeah. So we decided, or I I came to y'all and I said, hey, I would like to use the alternative rule set, uh, more weirdness that's by the original creator, uh, Michael Sands. Um, had you even heard of that? And how do you feel about the idea of the uh, more weirdness mechanics? I, I actually never heard of it before. Um, whenever I look at any sort of game for the podcast that I run, I try to just stick with the main base books in general, just so people um, who are listening can like have a, you know, they, they know what they're getting into. So it was really cool to hear that there was more things like supplements like that. So I was like, oh, right, cool. This sounds what i can add more to this and then reading through it it's it, it it was just really fascinating to see like what more 
Hmm. What what flavor you can add to your characters and just weird aspects? And since my character is a very mundane, mortalish character that isn't like supernatural or spell slingy or anything, it's it's really cool to see like what aspects that I could find within that list that would fit really well with her. And for those of you not aware, if you head over to uh, Generic Games uh, website, uh, which is the creator of Monster of the Week, uh, you can actually find under their file section a file called More Weirdness, where you take the Use Magic mechanic and replace it with something else. Um, psychic Abilities, Past Life, uh, just two of the ones that the Ox actually, the only two off the top of my head I could think of for some reason. Um, but the, there's a lot of cool things that you can replace it with. So if you're looking for a campaign and you want a little something different, I would definitely suggest that. Um, now, you said you had a podcast doing uh, Powered by the Apocalypse things. Is mm -hmm. there a Powered by the Apocalypse game that you haven't done that you are hoping to get to do on the show? Um, and is there a game that y'all have played yet that's other than Monster of the Week uh, that you really enjoyed? So there is, so I'll start, I'll start with the second one first because there's a <laughs> lot of PBTA games I want to get to. But the, so the second one, there was a game that I ran called Escape from Dino Island, which is by Sam Tung and Sam Thomas, I believe. I have to double check that. It's a game off itch. Um, and basically, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> so basically, you design an island that has dinosaurs of some capacity in it. And you get to the island, you have to figure out the clues, and you have to get off the island. So it's a very fast-paced game. There are mechanics within it to actually keep it going and, like, ramp things up, like dinosaurs escaping, volcanoes exploding, you know, just usual, like, stuff like that. So it was just wild. And um, I think we released it back in December or January for, um, on the podcast. So it's one of the most recent ones that would be released. And it's just, they decided to take a survivor twist to it. And <laughs> it was great. It was so good. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just a wild ride. But um, going back to the one, your question about one I haven't played yet or ran. Um, it's funny because I run all the games <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm the GM, so we are looking to have like, you know, once once we start recording again, to have more people come out and like, you know, guest GM so I can actually play. And uh, one of them is Passing de las Pasiones, is one I really really want to play. Um, another game I want to get my hands on is Nahuales, which is the Aztec mythological uh, game by me. Gel, oh goodness, what's his last name? But it's it's still it was on a Kickstarter game, and I think it's about to be like finished writing. So I want it. I want. I got little like raccoon hands. I want it so badly. I but, feel like uh, I just came across that today. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to. Mm. Is it the uh, Power Ranger uh, Aztec one that you're really thinking about? Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. It's not, I don't think it's PPTA because it's a 3D6 system. So it might okay. be like. I'm getting things yeah. mixed up in my head already because um, as I stated, it's one of those days for me. Uh, <laughs> um, is there any Powered by the Apocalypse games um, that you've looked at that you feel might not be as geared towards doing a one-shot podcast um, uh, compared to others? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch that I've had to, um, that I've had to, uh, like, be, like, look at and be like, 
it, can I run this for a one shot or does it have to actually be a mini campaign? Like, so there are a few. I am just pulling up my spreadsheet <laughs> real quick because I have a spreadsheet of PPTA games. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing that I have. Um, but there's one game called, uh, where is it called? Apocalypse Keys, Apocalypse World. Nope, nope, nope. It's um, it's a game that uh, it's about the the great sea epilogues. Or hold on, what's it called? It's basically a game that you play in um, Nordic Saga of the Icelanders. That's that's what it's called. So basically, you play as a um, sort of it's like an Icelandic drama where you play as a small like. Uh, ooh, what is the word? I played it a couple times. You play as like a small little like fishing village in the Iceland, and then each game is a new uh, scenario that you evolve and grow, and the city itself grows and grows and grows. So it's one of those games that uh, uh, it does have. My only issue is just because it is a Icelandic game, and like supposed to be like the olden times. They they have a man and a woman playbook, and it's just like. I suppose, like, I guess, but yeah, but the fascinating concept of it being like a legacy in the sense where it keeps growing and playing and like you keep adding more to your story is, is a fascinating concept. I haven't actually checked that one out, um, but I do have to say um, there's definitely a couple that I, I've also seen kind of within that realm that it's like I want to run for the podcast uh, because we try and do the same thing on RPG Hour, just run the rules in the book and, you know, do that thing. And one of them that I came across, um, and I'm trying to find it again, because um, my spreadsheet is just games. There is no Powered by the Apocalypse. I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I should do like a system section and that'll make it easier. Um, so while you're looking for that, I just want to let you know, for PBTA games itself, I have about 70 games listed. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've probably got close to, I, I think I've got like 300 or 400 games on this list and it's things like th there's a section that says not really one shot material. Let's stay away from this one for right now. Um, one of them, uh, is superhuman. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. Ooh, is that it? Mm, it's, it's the gm and diceless one. And um, you play a troubled, everybody at the table plays a troubled superhero. Um, and your team has to work together long enough to find out what happened to the Paragon. Um, and the tagline is, will you go too far in pursuit of your ideals? Will your inner demons be too much for you? Play to find out. And um, the, I, I got to think about it and I was like, man, okay, so who can I get that in four hours we can do that? And I'm like... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and Crow, Crow is mentioning um, a, a really good uh, tagging system is Notion. Um, if if you don't, if you haven't checked it out, Notion's a really good software to keep all your information. However, Crow, I'm gonna let you know, taking 500 things and trying to plug it into Notion is, is more work than I wanna do right now versus I can just like create a new column and then just like start filling it out. Um, but yeah, no, I've got Notion on everything and um, not about to do a 500, 500 thing. 
Um, I think another one that I can't really do as can't really do as a one shot is going to be. Um, oh, I saw it and then I lost it. Um, what genre uh, is it? I don't know. I, so <laughs> I have a lot. Of, so I have listened by alphabetical by name, genre, and then if I can play as a mini campaign or not. <laughs> that's that's how they're listed on my spreadsheet. Um, Chat has asked to see my my shirt there, my shirt. Oh um, yeah, I love that shirt. It, my new setup makes it hard to get like as much of me into there, so I'm trying to figure out how uh, I'm, I'm gonna work that. But um, no, I I know what you mean. There's so many really neat uh, powered by the apocalypse games. Um, how did your show come about? What happened to create a show specifically for powered by the apocalypse? So I was talking, it was Big Bad Con 2019, and I was uh, there sitting with Kristen Devine. Um, I think we're just chatting about, like, Power by Apocalypse games. And I was just like, oh, it'd be so cool. There was, like, a, uh, just a show that was just uh, PBTA games. Just, you know, because you see a lot of shows that are either just various one-shots or shows that are a campaign of this game that goes on until it, they're blue in the face. Um, I was just like, you know, just something that like can really get people into playing PBTA games because there's just no one really plays them that often. And I was just like, I just looked at her. I was like, we're a part of po this podcast system with, with Roleplay Network. Just let's talk to Kent. Let's do it. And she was like, I mean, she's like, I guess I can learn how to edit. I'm like, yes, yes, you can. I'll run it. You edit. And then our friend Diana, we, we dragged him as another co-host um, just to help us cat wrangle and like, uh, you know, be be a stoic force in our, 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 we're basically balloons in the wind and she's holding us down like <laughs> by the string. Um, so that's how it really started. And um, that was, we started back in October, 2019, November, 2019 with starting to gather and talk about it and stuff like that. And then we started recording, I think, in December 2019, January 2020. And we started with mass with a mini with a mini mass campaign. And what we wanted to do is make sure that we always had a rotating diverse cast. And because you know you see a bunch of games with a bunch of cishet white men that are just like there. And we didn't want that. We're all we're all mixed POCs. Um been presenting individuals we want more people like us we want more people of color we want more queer folk and that's what we were promoting and that's why our cast is cast is usually rotating so it's just me in the garage seat and diana and kristen playing and then we try to have at least uh, three other players so i like i like having a good cast of five so um just to have people coming in and out and it's been good so far it's, we've had really great crews and i've really really enjoyed all the games i've ran I will say I am I am a fan of uh, finding other shows that have um, more than just like three or four players at the table because I'm always like, am I doing too much when I have five or six people at a table? And then you, you know, were saying it, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, you were like talking about six for roots, and now I'm like, oh my god, that's so many. <laughs> like, but I'm very like I'm very surprised that um, that people can do that, and I'm like, I'm proud of you <laughs> if you did. So one of these days. Uh, you, me, and Basilisk, Basilisk, at the very least, will have to get into a conversation uh, because he'll want to have a rant on this. Um, but mm -hmm. I will talk about the uh, system 
and the time that I ran 13 players at the same time. And the reason we'll have Basilisk in that conversation is because he's going to rant about why that system is not for that. Um, what system was it? I'll leave that for another day because I know that <laughs> Basilisk, if Basilisk was in chat, I, I would do that. And um, that would be the fun of watching him just absolutely lose it. Um, <clears throat> but he's not here. I was hoping he would show up because uh, I, I figured uh, us talking about group sizes would come up. Um, mm -hmm. and he didn't and, but no, that'll be, that'll be a fun, um, uh, we'll have to get him on camera. Mrs. Yeah. You'd know what system it is the system that we met with. Do not mention it though. <laughs> it is a secret that we will take to our graves and, or until we have Basilisk around. Um, <laughs> I, I will admit I have run like D and D with seven players. Or and or more, just because I used to run it at a local game a gaming place, um, and the max was seven, and then like I would run, but the table was seven, but it was D and D because you know streamline fights whatever. It wasn't the interconnected personal games that I really enjoy with PBTA. So, I if it was PBTA, I definitely would not do seven at all. Like, no. <laughs> I don't know. One of these days, I do want to do a a six hour stint. Uh, there's three PBTA games that I have kind of in my like, like I I want to do one of these, and and I actually want to do like um a cast of like uh six to eight people, um for like six hours straight of Powered by the Apocalypse. Uh, if I had if I had my goal, if I had like my absolute way, uh, I I would do like a whole six to eight hours of gaming in one sitting. Um, but um, oh no. My brain, my brain can't comprehend that. Like, I'm good with like two to three, and I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm done. I <laughs> see. I come from the golden age of when you know we teenagers met in each other's homes, and it was you know uh, eight to twelve hours of gaming in one go. Because... I'm not a teenager anymore, though. <laughs> I'm not. No, but that's 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 what the good thing about like doing it on like a Friday uh, night to like Saturday or like Saturday because then you have Sunday to recover. Um, because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm a spring chicken. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I go to bed at 10 PM. I wake up at seven. That's my schedule. No matter what. <laughs> oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Mrs. I thought you were calling yourself a youngin again. I was gonna be like, no, no, you're, you're old as well. Um, so you're not just involved with that podcast, though. You are also involved uh, with some other projects. So why don't you tell us about those? Okay. So for podcasting itself, uh, other than Paradise Players, I am a part of the Red Death podcast, which is on the Roleplay Network as well. I play Ignacia Del Rio. She is a quotidian from South Texas, um, basically uh, a folk healer. She's a cleric. Um it used to be a D&D &D 5e system, but it's now a uh, just a D20 system by Dice of Games that uh, we decided to switch to because we don't want to support D&D &D anymore. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, basically, it is 1890s Boston uh, that we're set in the set in time, and basically, we're just trying to fight the the Red Death that's overtaken the world, and one Boston one Boston at a time. <laughs> um. For streaming, I do Roots Unknown, which we know, we love, uh, we, we cherish. Before we go on, only because I know I know what that is, and I don't know if a whole lot of other people do, uh, why don't you explain um, 
what your character exactly is, and I will try and pronounce oh. it right now, but I know that I will mess up the pronunciation because it's one oh, word that I've been... Yes. Uh, well, because... Corona like I mentioned before, is a Mexican folk healer. So basically, they'll use like uh, herbs and um, basically just old traditions that are not your typical medicines. It's technically was a cleric back in D&D, so she does have the magics now, but uh, they are more drawn out through natural resources than like a deity or like something like that. She, when I played her for the game, played her, her D&D wise through the game, it was more ancestral forces that were providing her, her, her abilities. So it was more like a streamlined thing from her abuela to hers. And for those of you, I don't, I know that it's like this in Texas. I don't know if it's like this everywhere else. You can even sometimes find former clergy uh, who are practicing um, uh, or people from long lines of um, uh, brujas, brujos, uh, or witches. Um, and so uh, for those of you that just aren't familiar with it, uh, they are featured in a couple of films. Um so you can actually go out and kind of take a look, uh, but you, you will find on occasion where it is an ex-reverend, pastor, priest, something along those lines of uh, Hispanic descent. So, mm -hmm. I just had her basically because it's 1890s. They were just like the local, like the local doctor s who would just use the herbs and whatnot because it was small town Texas. They didn't really have doctors in those spaces they had quinanderas or quinanderos and like they get their herbs and like their teas and stuff from these places as well i love how google meets does not understand what a quinandera is yeah i'm 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 sitting there and i'm like i'm watching it and i'm like hey i i'm gonna have to remember that that's like way off right there Uh, so, of course, there's also Routes Unknown um, that you've already kind of touched mm -hmm. on. Uh, what other projects are you in? Yeah, so um, for streaming-wise, I am a part of Kahania, which is a an, uh, was quest is changing to a new system that we're still deciding and will reveal soon, a.k.a. I don't know if I can spill it yet. <laughs> so... Um, so Kahania is a Sarzameen, which is a decolonized, like, Indian sort of uh, setting that Miriam has designed. And then I played Tulsi, which with the quest system, I played the naturalist, meaning that I play, like, the very, like, druid character. Uh, she, they were a, a mess of a child. <laughs> they, they were the youngest, they were the most outgoing and energetic and, like, they can handle everything. So it's fascinating to see what new system we're going to be playing now and like how they adjust to be fitting in that system. Because it's fascinating to take characters that you have developed within like one system and toss them into another system and like make them cram them into a playbook or a character sheet or something like that. Um, I, I'm also part of kind uh, uh, a Teletwinkle All, which is a Chimera RPG, which is another, uh, it's a Power Play Apocalypse-esque. I say esque because they don't really use 2D6. They use 2D 8s, 10s, 6s, 4s. Like, it really has a mix of, like, dice. Uh, but basically, Chimera is a mix of genres that you'll make in order to make a game. So our game is a mix of fantasy, 
superhero and magical girl. Um, so we have various playbooks that open up and you can have like one playbook. For example, I play the hope, the heart and the hopeful. So the heart is a magical girl playbook, which is like Sailor Venus. And then I play the hopeful, which is like Spider-Man. And so you just have these two character playbooks that are put together. One side that flicks the other and like, that's your character. <laughs> just a mix of genres. It's fascinating. It's, and um, we play like in a solar punk sort of game where it's uh, very green and very lush and like, you know, and we're slowly, slowly starting to get out of this like horror zone that we have going on. <laughs> it's been very spooky. Too yeah. many limbs. Every time I've seen it uh, advertised recently, it, it's like horror. And uh, somebody, I think it's you, the, the last time that I saw it was like, wait, we're still in the horror? Yeah. And I was like, how did the players not know where they are? What's going on with this? But I've only ever been able to catch it once and it was not to the horror yet. So I, I yeah. missed the spooky spooky. It's in the last three episodes, and um, apparently, like, you know, just things happened. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. We're out. We're free. And then Ryan's like, nope. I'm like, wait, what? We're not? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I know what that's like. Uh, for people who played D&D back in the uh, 90s and 2000s, uh, we'll remember things like Planescape where it's like, you're going to go between the different realms. And um, we went from Forgotten Realms and then spent six months real world time playing in Ravenloft. And none of our characters were built for Ravenloft. So I'm over here like, my character's a regular ranger. Can we go back to something else now? Can we do something? So I, I, I know those feels as a player when you're like, are we out of the horror yet? And they're like, yeah, you're out of the horror. Oh, wait, No. Here's Strahd's castle, and you're like, no, no, no please no. don't, please, I don't want to. <laughs> can, can, can I, can I bribe him? Can I, can I? Can no. I yeah. And then um, with Utopia, I am going to be running a game of Kids on Brooms there, which I'm very excited for. We're about to have session zero, and I'm just. And what's fascinating too is we actually we're going to pre-record everything and then like release it at like a scheduled time, which. Also very, very excited for for a change of pace than like live actual plays. So So for those that haven't checked out um uh Kids on Brooms, how different from Kids on Bikes is it? I would say it is uh if y'all don't know, Kids on Bikes, Kids on Brooms, uh Teens in Space is all written by Renegade Studios with Doug Lewandowski and John Gilmore. Uh Kids on Brooms also has um Spencer Stark on the designing team as well. Uh, I would say from the original Kids on Brooms uh, versus Kids on Bikes, or sorry, Kids on Bikes, the original Kids on Bikes versus Kids on Brooms. There we go. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, I would say Kids on Brooms is a little more crunchier than Kids on Bikes, just because you have uh, aspects with your wands, like wands help like give you like more powers, and your brooms give you like different like boosts and stuff. So. Your brooms that we equate to like your bike, essentially in kids on kids on bikes. So it's cool just to see that. But um, yeah, it's definitely you can definitely see the evolution of game design from kids on bikes to kids on brooms with uh, the more fascinating, fun things you can add into it. Also, you get familiars like you can have a little pet friend, which is super cool. 
Uh, and so you, you said that y'all were going to record that and then um, polish it up and put it out. Um, are you going to be doing sounds while y'all are playing it and then polish it even more? Or are you going to just do all of this? Oh, you don't even know that. Okay. <laughs> My, uh, I am just running it. Jess, Burst of Hope on Twitter, uh, is going to be producing it. So I'm going to leave it in their hands <laughs> and see. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I think it's mainly just going to be video editing. I don't think it's really going to be sound effects or anything like that. Okay. Um. I just, I am excited to see where it goes either way, just because I, you know, you hardly ever see actual plays that are pre-recorded and then like edited and then sent out. You always see them like, gotta do it live sort of situation. So it'll be, it's a, it's a fun new concept that we're dealing with. So yeah, in all the years that I've hung out in uh, the Twitter side of things, I think there's only ever been one other one that I've seen that was pre-recorded and then edited and put out. Um, and I didn't realize it until it ended and they're like, well, that's been fun. Miss it. It's been six months since we played. And I'm like, what? But they just ended. Um, and I had no idea because they were playing it out. Um, uh, they were apparently using their stream labs and like playing it live. So um, and they weren't interacting with they were interacting with the chat by typing, but they weren't interacting on screen. And so you would see somebody look down every so often. And so you just figured that's what they were doing. And I'm still I still don't know how. That happened, and now I'm trying to remember what that one was called. It was a spooky one, though, and um, but that's been six years since I've. But oh, they, wow. uh, I, I know, like Taking Twenty does. No, not Taking Twenty. Dimension Twenty. Yeah, but I they're, think they do it as well. They're also I, I I put them in a little bit of different like section of things, only because they've got like a a major company behind them. True, um, they have the monies. <clears throat> Yeah, I, uh, I I was watching a behind the scenes video and I was like, all right, so uh, who won that big lottery that Texas just had? Um, I need to I need to make friends with them right quick. Um, I need that production money. Uh, but. Yeah, they have the money is in the editors. Um, but I mean, it's, what was it? Uh, college humor is the basis for it. And then it's on mm -hmm. their dropout TV. So. Um, they're, uh, I, I love the way they do production. I'm excited to see what y'all do in the vein of indie version of it. Um, yeah, I'm excited too, just cause it's new. It's fascinating. <clears throat> they're like, Hey, you want to run it live? Or like, Oh, are we doing this? I'm like, you know, let's try that. Let's do that. Let's, let's see how this goes. Like if we hate it, we can just go live later. It's fine. <laughs> are y'all going to do a separate Twitter for it? Or y'all just going to promote it through your Twitters? I, we're going to promote it through Utopia because it's the Utopia show. So, okay. I don't think like there's too many Twitters, you know, <laughs> like it's just like, I, yeah. So I don't know about Twitters itself, but I think it just mainly will be through Utopia for the time being from what I know from our meeting. Yes. Yes. That's what's happening. But, um, um, Oh, there was something else I was going to ask and my brain just stopped because people started talking about monies and my brain, my, my vision keeps going down there for the money stuff. Um, the monies. I know all the monies. Oh, um, so with Hutopia, uh -huh. um, unless I spaced out on this, uh, could you go in more depth on Hutopia? Yeah. Utopia is a Twitch channel that's uh, by Ben POC for Ben POC. So we're trying to, 
we're working on cultivating a space that will promote and have shows that are all been POC based. And hopefully we start running games that are either uh, that, that we want to re uh, reflect and show and highlight been POC designers as well. So we're just a little community that we're making a table for all of us. Cause sometimes other communities want to don't want us and it's frustrating. So we're, we're doing our thing and making making our, making spaces and making friends along the way um, with various other shows and the like. So, so that's why Utopia is. Um, now my brain went blank. Oh, so shows we have currently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have Kahania, which is the uh, the soon to be figured out system uh, game system that was once Quest. Kind. Uh, uh, another chimera game called a uh, cape and blade which is but ran by honor amaraz who is another co-designer with ryan bolton and their game i believe is fantasy and superhero chimera genre mix uh, my kids on brooms game which will be a uh hopefully a decolonized harry potter because screw jk rowling <laughs> so we're, we're taking back the magical school systems um they have palette which is a interview show uh Game Roulette, which is a one-shot show. And then there may be some more things happening down the line. We're, we're in the process of figuring things out. Um, we are going to have a premiere week uh, soon. Information about that will be released anon. But uh, yeah, we're, we're doing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I cannot clear my throat for the life of me. Um, so, uh, for those that want to find you, obviously your, uh, Twitter handle has been on display this entire time. Um, but is there anywhere else that you want to plug for people to go and check you out? Um, I mean, Twitter is like the main hangout for folks. Uh, you can follow my Instagram, which I don't ever post to, but you're more than welcome to follow me there, which is the same handle. Um, Check out my podcast, Pie by the Players. Check out Red Death. Check out Utopia. Um, check out A Teleton All, whenever that goes live. Uh, it's better just to follow me, honestly. I just I just share a lot of things. And just, you can get that information that way. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, so, sorry, I keep wanting to say your username rather than... Um, <laughs> Morgan is a uh, part of the Routes Unknown cast, um, and you can check us out on the first and third uh, Wednesdays right here on RPG Hours uh, Twitch. <laughs> Bucky's had it the ready. Um, uh, and uh, I will be right back in a little bit uh, with the next interview, which is going to be uh, Sinziak. Um, and until the dice roll again. <laughs>